Somewhere around 9 o'clock in the morning on October 25th, 1944, Ziggy Sprague, Admiral in charge of Task Force 3, that'd be Taffy 3, uh, for the American invasion at uh, Leyte Gulf in the Philippines, was looking over his shoulder and the rest of the people on his ship and the bridge and on the rest of the ships in his small command were pretty sure that they were approaching their last few minutes. A brave attack by destroyers and a destroyer escort, plus determined attack from American aviation, which most of the time didn't have any weapons on them, had managed to fend off a gigantic Japanese surface fleet that was closing on them, but it looked like it, the day was done, and gigantic battleships like Yamato and all the rest of this massive Japanese fleet was going to sink him and the rest of his command, and then go on sink the rest of the invasion fleet. He'd already lost one of his paper-thin jeep carriers, three of his destroyers, one of his destroyer escorts, and just when it looked like they were all about to get wet and go for a swim, to their utter amazement, the Japanese task force that was bearing down on them turned around, just turned around and steamed back home as a result of the determined American resistance. And as these men stared at this retreating force, this Godzilla that was just about to stamp their Bambi into the mud, they suddenly realized, my God, we're not only going to survive this, we just won. We just won this unbelievable battle. And as this unbearable force that had been pressing down on them for almost three hours now, ready to rip them to shreds, as that force turned and sailed away, one of the guys who'd been under that incredible pressure in the bridge on board the Fanshawe Bay looked at this and said, Damn it, boys, they're getting away. It's my favorite story of my favorite day in American history. By the way, before we go any further, I'd like to point out that this uh, little uh, horror you see here is a little biopsy that I had done yesterday. I could have slathered some makeup over it and made it less uh, uh, spectacular, but I decided not to do that. And the reason I decided not to do that, just as a quick aside, is because every now and then somebody will tell me, gee, Bill, the fact that you talked to me about going in and getting a skin exam put me over the top, so I did it. So uh, for those of you at home watching, if you have uh, little scaly patches of skin that just won't seem to go away or something like that, and you've been kind of concerned about it, a little worried about it, get a, get a book out right now. You can stop this uh, production right now and just hit the pause button if you want to uh, and book a, a visit to your dermatologist. If you're over, certainly if you're over 60, you should be going twice a year. I do. And uh, they basically saw something here that was... Not particularly alarming, but didn't seem to go away either, so they gave me a little injection, numbed me up, and I heard this scrape, scrape, scrape sound, didn't feel a thing. And then finally the guy says, okay, uh, cauterizer, and I think, oh, here comes the giant red hot uh, iron brand, you know, <laughs> thin little tiny little needle, touch, 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 little tiny whiff of smoke. And after they were done, I turned to the uh, dermatologist and said, my God, I smell delicious. Anyway, if you have something that you're a little worried about, go do it. And this is going to keep you away from it. My wife thinks that I got in a fight and thinks I look cool. Anyway, back to the story at hand. Damn it, boys, they're getting away. That, to me, is how I've been feeling lately. Uh, more and more every day. That, that this overwhelming wave is, is not only lifting, but it's turning. It's actually starting to run away. I've got a couple of examples for you. One of the most telling is the one that seems to be the most trivial. I'll get to the one that seems important in a minute. But the one that's, to me, the most telling is the one that seems the most trivial. And it seems trivial 
because we are in an information war. We are in a psychological war for the future of this country, for the life of this country, for everything we believe in. It has been under attack for a long time, but after the sneak attack of November 4th of 2020, it has been an open, open offensive that just rolls and rolls and rolls. I think we're turning that offensive back, and I don't think we just stopped them. I think they're retreating. And here's the piece of evidence that I think is more important than the other one. YouTube has decided to change their policy and remove the thumbs down rating from a video. They're just not going to allow you to do that anymore. It's simply going to go away. They claim it's for the small providers who are being hassled online. Small providers aren't hassled online. Anybody who starts this is usually getting a lot of thumbs up, and if they don't, then they're out of business. It's not about protecting the small content creators on YouTube. It's about protecting the propaganda stream. Anytime a video that is posted by the White House comes to YouTube, not only are its views something like 15,000, the President of the United States gets, less, gets fewer views than I do on a regular basis. That's, that alone is astonishing. But whenever Biden appears on camera, or Harris, or Pelosi, or Fauci, or any of them, the thumbs up to thumbs down ratio is so strongly in favor of the thumbs down 5 to 1, 8 to 1, 20 to 1 in some cases, that it simply became embarrassing. How can you maintain the narrative that Joe is a popular, enthusiastic, highly capable leader when the people who are watching the propaganda say 568 of us agree and 18,942 of us disagree? Do you not see what an astonishing, unbelievable victory that is? What that is, is an admission on the part of these craven cowards at YouTube that they can no longer even allow people to reflect on the propaganda. They've been censoring us for a, forever, basically, for a long, long time. They've been excluding conservative content. They've been turning our views down. They've been banning people like Stefan Molyneux, and they banned Alfonso Rachel and all the rest of it. They're doing all that they could to shut up the opposition, and they've done a pretty effective job of it, frankly. But what they found was that even with the opposition silenced, even if they walk into a field where there are no enemy troops, they still get defeated, roundly defeated, massively defeated, so defeated that they had to take the metric of their defeat away. When, when the enemy's best propaganda shot and their ability to eliminate competition means that they're still facing this kind of disapproval ratio, means that they've lost. They've lost. They've done everything in their power. They've broken the law. They've done all this cheating, done all of these things. They've done everything they can to shut all of the windows, paper over all the windows so that no light gets in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many people watch me or, or Ben Shapiro, Steve Crowder, or Mark Dice. It doesn't matter. The American people don't want it. They don't want it in overwhelming numbers. They don't want it in such overwhelming numbers that they have now reduced, eliminated, rather, the ability for people to see for themselves how popular their opinion is when it comes to voting down these policies. This is a, this is a crazy win crazy win. And it tells us something about our enemy as well. It tells us that they're craven cowards is what it tells us. It tells us that the second that any kind of return fire comes their way, they run for the hills. 
That's what it tells us. They don't stand and defend these ideas. You don't see school boards standing and defending these ideas. You don't see anybody standing and saying, no, we are teaching critical race theory by God, and we're doing it for the right reason because it's a just and honorable cause. No, no. People start complaining about CRT in their schools. What do they do? We're not teaching CRT. Really? Well, that's the uniform you're wearing. If you're not going to wear the uniform, then why are you fighting? Enormous win. Enormous win. Damn it, boys, they're getting away. The other one is uh, more tangible. So for conservatives, I think probably tends to have a little more weight to it. So just recently, a major poll was issued, and it was tracking whether or not the country was leaning Republican or Democrat. And it's no surprise to me, or probably to you, but it was leaning more heavily Democrat than it had in the last four years. Wait a minute. No, that's not right. It was leading more heavily Republican than it was leading Democrat at any time in the last 40 years since the poll began. Since they began polling on who do you identify more with, Republicans or Democrats, since that poll started 40 years ago, the Republicans have a lead that they've never had before, ever. Ever. And this is one year, one year into the catastrophe. Wait till President Supply Chain's policies really, really start to hit home. And when people start to realize that, hey, this... Uh, $4.50 a gallon on gas and this uh, you know, 40% increase in inflation in the course of year on certain goods, or Thanksgiving dinner costs us 20% more than it did last year, and absolutely at the top of the list, I can't seem to find any Christmas presents for my kids. You wait till that really starts to sink in, and then wait till we get into year two of this debacle, which brings me to my final uh, uh, reason for it's not pink cloud euphoria. It's just a. for the last year, I thought we were getting steamrollered, and now they're running away. Damn it, boys, they're getting away. That's simply this. Uh, I've been, uh, my wife is about to uh, take her U.S. citizenship test. One of the many questions on that test is, if the president can no longer serve, who then becomes president? The answer is the vice president. Following question is, if the president and the vice president can no longer serve, who then becomes president? The answer is the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Joe Biden's mental abilities will continue to decline, and they will accelerate their decline. Time will come relatively soon when he will not be able to appear on television, not even with a teleprompter, because that vacant look in between sentences, forget about the uh, stuff like turn to your right and acknowledge Senator Davies. Oh, was I not supposed to read that? What am I supposed to do? That's going to get worse and worse, and pretty soon the president, uh, asterisk, of the United States will uh, disappear from the radar, and then the attention will fall on the vice president. The vice president is already being sequestered from the American people because if such a thing is imaginable, she's considered to be less capable than, than, than President Brandon. And... The line of secession continue. <laughs> the line of secession. That's probably just wishful thinking on my part. I meant to say the line of succession then goes to Nancy Pelosi, who is also a mummified, dried out, useless, senile old bat 
who is apparently attempting to retire in Florida so she can get away from the high taxes and ridiculous regulations and, and insane property taxes that she's created for us here in California. Listen, this fight isn't over yet, and it's got a long way to go. And as always in, in big wars, the major casualties come after the war is won. Don't know how to explain it, but it's true. After, uh, certainly after the Battle of the Wilderness, when Grant went south after Lee, after Gettysburg, the war was over for the south, but the casualties just continued to increase. Midway was the end of the war for the Japanese in the Pacific, but all, really all, of the major casualties happened after that. Closer and closer we got to Japan, the more and more people died. Same thing's true for Germany and all the rest of it. So uh, the damage is not done yet. And, uh, and, and brace yourself, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get worse. But everywhere I look, this enemy fleet is running away. This unimaginably powerful surface fleet that they put together to run us into the, into the waves. We fought back a little. We're headed for the hills.